Coming up on the naughtiest naughty. This so is disappointed. I know. I knew you would be. I knew you so would be. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna message your mum. Last week, Lady Marmalade made it a second week as Scott series winner. After three weeks, Liam dropped blue all rise for Roger Sanchez. Another chance. We're in the same room again, by the way. Oh, we are. Isn't this good? Welcome back. No longer isolating. Thank goodness. This is the Naughty's Naughty. We are going through every top 10 song of the Naughty's to try and find the best one. We're both from very different backgrounds. I, Liam, was a five-year-old at this time. And Scott, you were 17. 17 at this point. Just uh, passed my driving test. Yeah. I'm balling around in my sister's Rover 214 (laughs) SI in British (laughs) Racing Green with fog lights and a CD player. You make it sound so romantic. windows in the front. It was the dream. Mm. Life was good. You were in rural Northern Ireland in the six. I was in the lovely city of Newcastle. And uh, life couldn't be much more different. But here we are together, united by music. And uh, we're going to try and find the best top 10 song of the decade. And we're loving it. It's so much fun. By the time we get to 2010, I'm going to be what, like maybe in my mid-20s? With with careers and stuff like Mm. that. Maybe little experiences in life. And we're going to have you smashed at university. Are we? No, I'll, no. I'm, I'm 14 living with a stepdad I don't like. Oh yeah, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> but at 14, yeah. you, you've got experiences. We need, we need to. I think we need to peel the onion yes. and expose layers of Liam yeah. um, as much as we can. The irony is, I don't even like onions. So you you wouldn't catch me peeling any layers of an onion. Um, Anyway. So Liam, last week was your 13th different series winner and the sixth time you've dropped track after three weeks. Explain yourself. There is officially a three-week curse, isn't there? There is. Any track that gets its third week is is pretty much is finished. Yeah. Last week I said Roger Roger Chance. Roger Sanchez, I, I chose feeling. I mm-hmm. was feeling the feeling of Roger Sanchez and it came on shuffle this morning and I, 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 I felt justified. I did, yeah. I did feel justified as to why I did that. Blue All Rise, it's always lived in my life. It's lived in my life longer than Roger Sanchez has. It lived long after as well, I think. So it's no disrespect to Blue. Nah. But Roger deserved it for what is just like a beautiful, euphoric bit of music. So maybe the whole point of this podcast is we get to 2010 and whatever is our current series winner <laughs> has won the decade. Yeah. Whereas maybe with me, that's the case. With you, we just have to look back and see, did you get a four-weeker? Yeah. Did you get a five-weeker? We'll have that's Liam's winner. Well, <laughs> I will I will have a winner by the end, but we'll have to picture the bones of the entire oh, 10 years. And, that, and then we'll, we'll have to you know make a clause in the contract that says, Liam, cheat, just you? choose whatever you want. You're yeah. just going to whip back on like, we get to, we get to 2009, December 2009, probably reality TV Christmas number ones. So you're like, I've changed. It's pure shores. <laughs> you're like, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, lots of lovely voice notes and emails to get through. We've had last week, we spoke about Wheatus and OPM and the whole skateboarding culture. Kiki skate. Was it Kiki, Kiki skate? Kiki skate. We highlight the fact that our skateboarding experiences is very different. You actually had friends who skateboard and you would like be on the ramps with them. And I'd watch TV and watch people, you know, watch pop stars fling cakes at a wall with a skateboard mount to the floor. <laughs> We put a little clip on social media and I got a message this week from a mate called Jordan who's been on the show before yep. and he had this to say. So there I was, minding my own business on Twitter, just uh, looking at some memes and uh, what do I see? But it's only me. <laughs> um, so I saw the naughtiest naughty were chatting about one of Liam's favourite kids TV shows called The Ministry of Mayhem and I actually was on The Ministry of Mayhem for a stint when I was a wee lad. Uh, I don't really talk about it much because, to be honest, I just always assume that no one remembers uh, Ministry of Mayhem. And I was really young at the time. I think I must have been like nine or ten. But um, as you do when you're a kid and you do all your various after-school activities, one of the ones I did was I used to go to a little drama school and put on plays. And they used to send people for auditions and casting and all sorts of little bits and bobs. And I got a little bit of work out of it. Work that I don't usually bother talking about because I I talk about myself enough as it is, to be honest. (laughs) I don't need uh, any more reason to. But yeah, I worked on Ministry of Mayhem for, I think it was a few months. 
I only stopped doing it because you basically had to get up at like half three in the morning to go and my poor mother had to drive me there which was a bit of a nightmare for her but yeah it was a good crack got to meet uh, Holly Willabooby and uh, got loads of free toys and loads of sweets so when he says he's in it what does he mean he's in it so basically the, the Ministry of Mayhem you know, they designed it like it's a it's a wacky place. All these wacky things happen. It's so wacky and zany, and it was just actually quite tame and not very good. But they had all these characters, and Jordan was a little fireman. And if you look at the clip, the dude dancing around in a little fireman's outfit. He's a little no! fireman, yeah. And we we, we both know Jordan. And yeah, isn't, isn't it mad to think that I've I, I grew up watching that show it was on for like two years. Jordan was on it for a few months, but I'll have seen that fireman every week. Uh huh. Who would have thought that, that I actually get to creepy. know him, get to be his mate? That is so because obviously where I come from, there was never anything accessible like that because no one where I came from mm. ever went to a t- You couldn't go to a TV program. Yeah, yeah. We had, we had like what is now, which would now be Tesco's. We had a brand, a supermarket brand called Sturts and Crazy Prices. And the most exciting thing you could do is have this lorry come to your house. <laughs> Um, and it came and it had a big spinny wheel on the back of it like Wheel of Fortune oh, yeah, yeah. and you spun it and you won a prize and I remember it came to Limavari and the McGee's oh won a Ford Fiesta it was I couldn't That's believe it wild. but that was the closest we ever got to any sort of TV anything in, in our days oh. uh, it, it, nothing exciting happened but Jordan Scudder Ministry of Mayhem, the yeah. little dancing fireman. That's amazing. That is so, so good. And he got to hang out with Holly Willoughby all the time, which, wow. let's be honest, eight-year-old Liam, pro- probably first proper crush. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I still have a bit of a thing for Holly. It might just be because she was like, she was like the first. Yeah. Um, and she's still like drop-dead gorgeous. Oh, oh, I'm going red just thinking about it We've had a tweet in from Obi Moo that says I was never a skater or a stoner or a douche lame (laughs) But I was a youth worker through this whole decade And those thongs, Weedus OPM uh, Were huge for me That summer I remember us taking 30 plus teens away to North Devon And all of us sitting on the beach with my guitar Singing the high bits of a little respect (laughs) That's amazing Uh, But the biggest memory And probably the reason it wins this week Was the talent show at the end of the week When myself and three of the lads did an acapella of Gorillas, 19-2000, which mm. just brought the house down. That's amazing. That's, That's so, really so good. good. Um, at the age of 43, I'm finally getting myself on a skateboard to raise money for Movember. Oh, cool. I'm posting updates on Twitter with the hashtag LaterSkater, spelt L-8-R-S-K-8-R, in case anybody out there wants to laugh or donate. Mm. Or is it just me, or did you both miss the sarcasm of the enemy Wheatest, Wheatest Review? Yeah. Last week, we mentioned the Wheatest Review... Um, the NME wrote and we were both like oh isn't that so nice for them and for actually them, yeah. we've read it back and Obi Moo's very correctly pointed out that actually it's just sure, as sarcastic and scorn as, yeah. as the rest of their stuff uh-huh. um, oh well it, it, I, I guess I was trying to like see the good for once out of NME from 2001 because yeah. they were miserable bastards back then Absolutely. I was sort of thinking maybe this is the one that's the outlier but nope they're just still uh, very cruel meanwhile Meanwhile, we've had a very sexy man who says he's not a very sexy man uh, that feels like a sexy man. Uh, Callum Hyder has sent in this voice note about Usher, you remind me. Hey, you, Scott. Hey, Liam. I'm going to go for Usher, you remind me. I'm not a very particularly sexy man, but when I hear that song, I feel very sexy. It's, it's a massive tune, and if you remember in the music video, it's got one of the best sort of like dance breaks you ever have. And then the whoa, 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 whoa. Again, not a sexy man, not a sexy voice, but in my head, I feel well sexy. So yeah, that is my choice. Usher, you remind me. Oh, bless you, Callum. It's it's nice that he feels that way, but I, I, I think he's a sexy man. He's a sexy man. He's a sexy man. A sexy man. When I met you, I met Callum at the same time because he was Did doing you? he was doing drive time on Spark. Yeah. Yeah. So Callum is like the biggest Arsenal fan as well. He is. So much so that he's just bought a flat that looks at the stadium. <laughs> like his window opens and looks at the side of the Emirates. Oh my um, gosh! But it's it's amazing, Callum. Callum is just one of the, the... We used to play in Spark, the radio station we worked in. Callum used to facilitate this and be the game show host. Mm. And I used to come in and we used to bring in the radio technician. And we used to do intros of songs. And Callum used to press the, sl- like the split second of a song. And we had to shout whoever got it first. And people would be crowded around in the office mm. being like, that, that didn't even make a noise. How, <laughs> how have you got that song? And the two of us, it was the most intense competition you've ever seen. Mm. Me and the, the radio technician fighting over who knew the most about intros to songs. But um, Callum was the best facilitator um, and work, works on uh, Capital London, produces yes. some very big names. Very days. good, very proud. Very good. Uh, and finally, we've got a voice note here from Ryan, who's been in touch across the whole series and has uh, some news to bring us. All right, guys, you've both made some pretty massive decisions these past couple of weeks. 
and I've got some news too. So I felt pretty assured in one more time as we series winner for ages. There's been so many bangers this series, but that song just gave me so much, as I've said before. But then Weapon of Choice rolled around and that gave us similar vibes. And my winners since then have been Who's That Girl, All Rise, Romeo, Lady Marmalade. And it survived, but all that time I could feel Daft Punk starting to teeter. And this week it has. Like, as much as I enjoy Heaven as a Half Pipe and Another Chance or to sing it in the way it's been mildly ruined for us, I fell into your dad with Ainsley Harriet. It is just fantastic. But um, I've seen 192,000 on the horizon. And I think my criteria for series winners is going for that social impact personal connection and euphoria the combination of the three and gorillas have been around for so long and for many myself included soul child remix of 19 2000 was my first taste to them and they've been ever present in my life ever since so there's an instant legacy and connection and i've just been grooving so much to get the cool shoe shine than i could ever describe and as damon keeps repeating it's the music that we choose and that is just so euphoric as a repeat as a mantra and that's the exact reason why it's my new winner after 15 weeks i was terrifying i finally got a new pick i'm probably to Scott as well for a new winner. It makes total sense for him. So maybe we'll both go on mega runs together again or maybe I'll lose my spine like Liam and keep moving about. But it's exciting nonetheless and this is what I want from the show. Uh, also, I just want everyone involved in that production of the Weakness Cover to be tried for war crimes because that was just an affront to everything that is who I am as a person. Sorry. Uh, there was only one little respect and it's by Erasure. Sorry, guys. Ooh, change, change, change. Daft Punk must have been his winner longer than your longest winner. Because Daft Punk was like the end of last Actually, year, yeah. so it, it, it must be like 16, 17 weeks of Daft Punk. Hold it a second. Right, Ryan is like just hyper committed. Have we ever seen a spreadsheet? Is it all That's audio? A good point. I feel like we are going to have to bully him I, for a spreadsheet at this yeah, point. Yeah, Ryan, I know you're listening. Probably, <laughs> you know, do do send me your uh, spreadsheet. We need to see it. We just need to see them all. Oh, mm. It just brings me so much joy. It just made this. It's just it, it's just so geeky and lovely. Anyway, yeah. coming up on today's episode, we've got lots of vices. Yes, we've got D12 who are up to their eyeballs in drugs. We've got Wyclef Jean who's in love at the strip club, and NSYNC who try to justify their excessive use of <laughs> uh, pop music. Plus, uh, Ian Van. Producer Christoph Shantis joins us to tell us about the trance anthems Castle in the Sky. But first. So this is the week commencing the 15th of July 2001. All six tracks this week are from the same week, so it was a lot of new entries this week. We've got two from the same artist, we'll get to that in a second. This was this would have been my last week of reception at school, oh, which is the first year yeah. of primary school, isn't it? Uh, yes, and in Northern Ireland we just get over two months off in the summer. Mm. We get longer holidays because you just get more across the year. Um, so I would have been in my summer holidays at this point looking for an absolute summer jam. Mm. Um, and this isn't one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have been searching through all my stuff, trying to find some noise memories. I found my <gasps> school report. Oh, Mrs. T. Bremner. Mrs. T. Bremner. Shout out to Miss Bremner. Wow, she was, she was great. Report. Right. Yeah. yeah. Flick that bad boy open. We need some. We need some key points out there of you this. Go. Ravenswood Primary School. So you are. Five years old. Five years old. Just oh, finished my first, so sweet. first year. Now, my mum w- w- worked with children and she has read this and she said actually a lot of it's just sort of copy and paste phrases that they just sort of... Right, okay. It isn't very specific, but things like... Liam is interested in school and wants to learn. Oh, oh. That nice. He can select and use activities and resources independently. He plays cooperatively with other children, can't read, and is uh, still able to share and take turns. He is kind and considers the needs of others. Wow, how you've changed. Oh, I know. <laughs> Although we, do, we take turns to speak. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, the interest and uh, in needs of others, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, creative development enjoys or uh, participates in all musical activities with enjoyment. I would so say that's go. true. That yep. still happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else we got? Liam can travel around under, over, and through balancing and climbing equipment. I loved apparatus. And you got Best here today on the metro. I did. Mm-hmm. Well done. Great. Uh, I can use scissors correctly, good pencil control. <laughs> You've um, always been good with something in your hand. Yeah, so long and thin, long, Liam. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is the, the the final section is the personal comments. It says Liam has reached a high standard of achievement with writing and his uh, reading, and his number work is continually improving. Yeah, isn't that good? That's good. He is helpful, considerate, and polite towards his peers and adults alike. That's always oh. been true, and uh, he has grown in confidence and is an asset to the class. Oh, isn't that so That's nice? Really nice. If you want like an example of Liam, I've referred to him. I've referred to Peter off Bake Off as Liam yeah. the whole way through because they're really similar in like nature and they're dead sweet. We're know. not going to spoil who won though, just to be cl- no, no, just no, no, no. To, just <laughs> so we're clear because people yeah, might not have seen yeah. it. Um, Lottie won, by the way, in my yeah. mind, in my heart. But there you go. Isn't that nice? Ninety uh, percent attendance. 
I don't know why I had so much time off. I guess my first day of reception, I remember being dropped off and just causing a scene oh. and crying and screaming and basically not wanting my mum to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it took a long long time to convince me to stay I that'll count as bad attendance to start with wouldn't it in theory potentially I was yeah. in I was in the classroom in front of all my new classmates but I was just going my ends mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how it got resolved in the end but yeah it was ugly. yeah I remember my first day as well as not to, I remember somebody else's first day because he started after me and he lived in this new built house that was right beside the school mm. and the fence hadn't gone up yet around their housing estate and he squealed and I remember his, I remember being able to look out of my classroom window at this house see this woman leave the house come across the grass and then two minutes later she was in our classroom taking her child mm. back home and I remember it happened day after day after day um, and now he travels the world you know well there you go no separation anxiety it's, now it's a character Jonathan Kyle you're smashing life. oh it's a character building experience isn't it going to school it definitely like it, it starts off some things it was it was an interesting year made lots of friends I speak to none of them now because when I finished year 6 I moved to a different town and oh, lost yeah. contact with all of them it was a shame but yeah those those were good years they were all right years Miss Bremner shouts to her Miss Summerhill oh, the head oh, teacher she was good as well if she's listening you know hit us up catch up on all the, all the old times I love that you've got that that is <laughs> it's nice isn't it there will be more uh, the, everything <laughs> like this has been kept over the years it's all been archived and <laughs> so, so I have to bring in my record of achievement because <laughs> I've got one of those <laughs> <laughs> so yeah well, I mean 2002 will come around and um, yeah I'll be, I'll be starting in September with Miss Hoy in year one Hoy she's really called Miss Hoy um, how do you spell that? H-O-Y okay yeah yeah Oh, happy days, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, not all, not all great. I mean, I realised that yeah, that I was really bad with food, and I'm still a really fussy eater. Yeah. I remember like my parents paying for like you know school meals, like having proper school meals, and I just refused. Mm-hmm. So it was packed lunch ever since, and I've, I've always had packed lunch ever since, just because fussy little bastard, and that's just yeah. how I am. But, Snap. Yeah. Mm. Hey ho. Pop music wise, because this is a pop music podcast, not the guest from the first fifteen minutes. <laughs> We've got a double bill from. Mr. Robbie Williams, a number one in the middle of July with two of the least summary songs you can ever imagine. It, it, it pains me to say this, that this is Robbie Williams at number one in July. Anyway, we'll do the second part first because the video... Leads into the leads in, Yeah, so yeah. Road, Road to Mandalay comes first, then Eternity, even though the single is released as Eternity, Road to Mandalay. Confused? You should be. This is Road to Mandalay. Bum, 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 So this was actually the fifth single from the 2000 album Sing When You're Winning. The fifth one, and number one on track number five, which is pretty amazing, but I'm pretty sure it was pulled to number one because they did it as a double A side, mm. and the other track, Eternity, which was about Jerry Halliwell, never yeah. actually made it to the album. It's not a greatest hits, but mm. I think that, like, I think around the table somebody played that very smartly that was a yeah. very smart move who got a who got a fifth number one was it Atomic Kitten yes yeah. I think it was a was it a fourth or fifth but yeah it was fifth, it was yeah. a late hit that saved their bacon really mm-hmm. uh, and they're back next week funnily enough with another number one so are they imagine imagine if that never happened imagine if that never got number one this ah. next week's track didn't exist wow. anyway yeah this is interesting I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad we're going this one first and then Eternity because there's going to be an increase in quality for me okay um like I said, I find it really bizarre. I feel, I feel like it's a bit of a waste that this was number one for two weeks in the summer. Yes. You know what I mean? It's just like, you want a summer tune. You want like a... On the way here, I had Rarita Silver on Touch Me. I thought like, why wasn't that released in the summer? Yeah. And number one. Mm-hmm. And this was number one in July. Yeah. It just makes me a little bit sick. It's so strange. It sort of feels like a joke. And I think it shows that music's come a long way. Imagine being 26 year old, two years older than I am now, releasing this as a single, not as a joke or as a stunt, mm-hmm. fully straight faced, making this sort of like French, French themed, beautiful South sort of number and getting number one. Like what? Uh, yeah, it doesn't really make that much sense. It, it seems to me, right, and this is, I think, I, I've written this down and I think I've said it before that we always, I always end up in a Robbie position where I think that he's like... A tosser. He's a, a very good karaoke singer <laughs> and a pub 
comp- him yes. and Kim Marsh could do some really good stuff together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, for yeah. me, he's he's that as an as a as a tone of his voice mm-hmm. and the way that he mm-hmm. sings and the mm-hmm. way that he writes when he contributes. But this to me sounds like it's a really rubbish Chris Rea track. Yes, really actually. rubbish. And Chris Rea but, track. but it's like somebody's tried to pimp him. Like let's like let's make a Chris Rea track. It's just a bit more fun. Mm. Um, and it hasn't really got there. But um, it really does feel like an album track. Yeah. So I feel like this was an extra gift for people that wanted eternity and also maybe were it boosted some extra sales of the album or something along the way but um, i guess i guess yeah. it makes sense for the video because the video is in two parts and this this part i made the mistake of watching eternity first because that's how it's listed yes so i watched eternity first and thought what's going on here then watched the road to manly and thought oh actually that seems like it links into that and then yeah. realized and watched them again so the, the the first one it's kind of a bunch of mates doing a robbery and then the second part is kind of the repercussions of the robbery and yeah, so they, they leave the UK, and so there's like a, a Jensen FF car being followed by a very old Benji and Bunce style Ford Transit. Uh, they get a, for some reason, they get a Isle of Wight ferry mm. and then don't end up in Mandalay. They end up in what I'm assuming is France. They are watching a money truck moving around this like um, continental town. Then there's a robbery, which they hold up a puppy as hostage as mm. part of that robbery. Uh, they then escape, and as they're escaping, Robbie wakes up in a sweat just as the getaway van nearly kills a cyclist so he wakes up in a sweat in this like kind of penthouse with this beautiful woman so you kind of are like is it is it a dream mm. what what's happening did the did they knock over a cyclist did that just ping him awake i find that quite interesting i hadn't seen that video yeah video, I'd, I'd always turned that video, i must have turned it off video's the best bit yeah yeah again the the worst bits of the video are robbie mm. within it just just robbie being robbie in it yeah i which i like oh i i feel uh, i don't know i don't like saying anything because i just feel bad <laughs> I do feel bad when I... Your, your, your silence t- says it all, really. Like, yeah. You, we, we, all know, we all know you haven't got him. to say anything. We just we know what you're thinking. Yeah, I... Yeah, it's still that whole... Do I think Robbie's a tit? Does he remind me of me? Yes. Yeah. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the least interesting Robbie song we've done so far. It, not not totally uninteresting, though, because it's so kind of like... A, it's like a mesmerising car crash you can't take your eyes off. It's one of those yeah. where it's kind of like... It's 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 shit, but also it's kind of fascinating how shit it is. Bum, mm-hmm. bum, 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 bum. It's horrible. I hate yeah, it. Okay. I really hate it. That's it's so weird seeing you being negative about Robbie because you've always been the sensible <laughs> one in the Robbie yeah. camp. I think this is sensible though. I think I'm t- I'm 24. What 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 right have I got to like this? Yeah. This okay. this sound and track. Um, it's more interesting to read on Genius with the annotations and reading the lyrics and what they mean than listening to it. Mm-hmm. Like as a bit of poetry, it's one of those words. Kind of like if you read it, great. Listen to it, not interested. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think. I think. Yeah. Maybe. Is it too intellectual for Robbie's tone? It's very clever. Clever, isn't it? Is that it, what the problem is? is and, with and, it? and and the next one, Tony, is kind of the same. They're both very sort of pseudo intellectual, sort of manic street preachers, sort of things where it's like very poetic. But so, as a Guy s- Chambers, that's written. Then? Yeah. It, Robbie, Robbie and Guy and Chambers Guy. work together a lot, and I think that they've they've all got a certain credibility in terms of like the lyrics and and production. Like all Robbie songs sound distinctive in their own way, and this sounds distinctive, but like not for the right reasons in my mind. Okay. But you look at the comments and stuff; people do like it, and some say it's like really deep and emotional. One of his sort yeah. of most touching songs that he's written, and he actually says the same. Robbie, he thinks it's one of one of his more touching songs. A fine, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Getting on my soapbox there, fucking hell. Uh, right, so this is that was the the first that was the second side of the A side. This is the first side of the A side. Yeah, uh, and it's called Eternity. You were there for summer dreaming, and you gave me what I need, and I hope you'll find your freedom for eternity. So this is an ode to his friendship with Jerry Halliwell. Mm. Um, Brian May from Queen actually plays the guitar yeah. on it. Listen to me. Lovely piano. Mm. It's got a lovely piano lift in between the verses. Lyrically, it's quite nice. Yeah. And a sing-alongable chorus. Yeah. It's got some country elements too. If you listen, you can hear a bit of banjo. Uh-huh. And there's like a... It's a steel guitar. So it's either a, it's either a pan steel guitar or a pedal steel guitar, which is what makes like that sort of like... That you get in uh-huh. country, that's a steel guitar. Oh. I like that. I like that it's got those elements. I'm not a big country fan, but I like the, the fusion of it here. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, there's also kind of an Oasis flavor to it. The way 
the lyrics are structured and the way they're delivered. You can tell that Robbie's been hanging out with them a little bit. I know at this point they're not friends anymore, but no. you know they were for a time. And I think there's a bit of an oasis inflection there. Robbie might not fancy me saying that, but I think there is. Yeah. As much as it's called Eternity, this does sound like an anthem for the end of the world. It's got like a real apocalyptic feel of, of, of yeah. how of how sort of hopeful oh. but also hopeless it feels. I think it's really kind of um, melancholic, but in a really, really grand sense. Like it's it it could be like world-endingly melancholic. That'd be the worst way for me to leave the world. If somebody said to me, "Right, we're about to shoot you. We've kidnapped you. <laughs> We've got a gun to your head. You're going to die." And here's the song you're going to die to, and they put this on. I don't. I would. I would take the gun off. Mm. Him, I think at this mm. point, but I do still think he's very panto in this. A yeah. very good karaoke. I think when we listen to this, I'm a bit like, right, who's better here in this era? Any of the lads from here, Sarah Liberty X or Robbie Williams? Ooh, like who? Who? Who's? Who's just the better pop stars at this point? Like obviously, mm. we're we're still very much on Robbie's brand. Yeah, but tonally, it doesn't do much for me. I've, I have put right. Generally, it's nice. It's very poignant. Yeah. It doesn't light me up and it's getting hidden on the playlist. And that's the same for Road to Mandalay. Same. They don't tick very much. But as a continuation in the video, um, when he wakes up from that sweat, that's the start of the Eternity video. He then plays pool with this lady who's been on the bed with him. There's some relaxing, some chilling. There's like some very weird snogging. Is that in there? Yeah, yeah there's some very deep, yeah. heavy snogging. Um, and it's because the police are approaching him to catch him up because he's getting arrested for his crimes at this point. But again, it's a nice, it's a nice video. Romantic. Just it, 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 again, it's, it's another one ruined by Robbie being Robbie, isn't it? Sort of really. I think I prefer the video to Road to Mandalay. To be fair, because mm. Robbie's not actively standing behind a woman who's bent over. I guess and there, there's a few, yeah. and it actually made me it made me been like, oh, never snog Robbie Williams. You're in for like a toothy <laughs> a toothy experience. So, and I think that might have been the camera work. And I would say, you know, Robbie will be experienced enough to have nailed his kissing, mm. but yeah, maybe the camera work makes him seem a bit more horsey snogger than you'd think. You know what? Right, I think as much as it's so it's a song that's not my speed so immediately it gets at the sort of the, the Britain's Got Talent buzzer like the eh, yeah. not interested not a contender I think when I realised I wasn't going to like it really or like certainly not as a contender I started looking under the bonnet more and I realised that actually the, the, the layers and stuff are quite interesting those elements I found of the country of the sort of inflections he does of the lyrics and of the kind of the the topics that it covers it's not a contender but I think I appreciate it more than I thought I was going to just because it is layered I think all of yes. Rob, all Robbie's songs are layered whether they're good layers or bad layers there's at least a lot of time and work gone into them I assume yeah I, I think they've all got depth and what happens is because it's Robbie as the face of them you don't assume they've got depth and it's really hard to completely overlook the songs mm. as actual good tracks for that reason mm. um, and that that's a shame maybe we need, just need rock maybe we just needed rock DJs out of them for, for years maybe <sighs> yeah. well anyway it was big it was the 20th biggest single of the year his fourth number one and you know Robbie's still a, a star Star. So, what, what do we know? So we're not off to the most positive start. Let's see where this one goes. D12 are back. We covered them on TNNX last time with Shit On You. So this is their first chance to be on <laughs> the main podcast and be in competition. Oh dear. Shall we do... Well, oh, oh, so the, 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 the radio play version, the TV version was Purple Hills. Yeah. Are we going to talk about Purple Hills first? Uh, pff, could do. Let's... Oh God. <laughs> There's someone who... Is, I, know, I know where Scott's going to go now. Let's do Purple Hills first. This is the clean version of Purple Pills. I've been so many places. I've seen so many faces. But nothing compares to these blue and yellow purple hills. I've climbed the highest mountain. Once or twice, but who's telling? This is the second track from the debut studio album Devil's Night. They've got verses wrapped by Eminem, Bizarre, Proof, Swifty, um, and a joint verse with uh, Kaneva and Con Artis. Yeah, this... I've only ever heard Purple Hills until I've done the research on this. I've mm. never heard Purple Pills mm. before. The weird thing for me, right, is I have, I've done talks with hip-hop artists local to me about excessive swearing in songs and how yes. it really impact radio play mm-hmm. and what it does is it just takes away from your songs whenever you try clean them so you do need to get smarter with things you need to clean things up and not be afraid to make a radio edit because it will send people to find your dirty edits if you call them that yeah, you know what I mean yeah. um, the clean version of this is still so dirty that there's so much mutant in it it's a difficult listening experience not as, not as much no, by if, far if, if like, you think of like you've taken 90% of the stuff out of it here but there's still so many things in it that the, the song doesn't flow as mm, a radio edit mm. the way that it really really should do so yeah. they needed to have done more do you think with, they, they needed more I think in, in the first few in the first minute or two there's, there's that's where most of the gaps that are still there are that haven't had lyrics replaced 
the rest yeah. of most of the rest of the song is is like things that have been changed. I've got some favorites. <laughs> um, so the, the the main line of the track is like I take a couple of buzz. I take a couple dance. So the lyrics being changed to "I've been so many places, I've seen so many faces." The whole thing, so the, the 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 song was born out of just goofing around in the studio and playing with syllables. Yeah. So this is an exercise in like I guess of making these two tracks side by side and just writing these lines that can be changed so easily into something else that can be played on the radio. And I think that's really clever. I think it's really cool that they've they've done that yeah. as as a writing exercise. It's yeah. really. It's really cool. So, like, these shrooms make me hallucinate because this room makes me hallucinate. You know, you've, you've used the same syllable, same structure. Yeah. Just made a slight change. Um, he's upstairs naked with a weapon drawn because he's upstairs wrestling with Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one that you've said that has has some gaps. The purple pills version is, yeah, I think I did too much. This substance equals cuffs. Red pills, blue pills, green, big pills. That's ill. Mescaline. Just because, yeah, I think I too much. I think I got the runs. Long silent period. Watch out, here it comes. So they've turned the thing about drugs into like the effects of like shitting yourself after yeah. you've taken drugs. But you, you know, me as a kid wouldn't know that. It was just like, oh, it's a song about poo. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are really, really horrible. Am I supposed to choke? Had an accident when the Trojan broke. Ah, poor baby. Born by a whore lady. Now I got a strangler. Blank. But yeah. in the lyrics it says infant. And there's a scream. Hmm. And then it's cha- it, actually most of that line stays the same. The Trojan thing's still there, but they've bleeped out the word whore, and it says I'm paying child support to your baby. So a lot of these things have been changed. I mean, there's there's one at the bottom here. I'm not going to say, but it has the c word in it. Mm. Uh, I, I I defended MOP cold as ice and said yeah. that, that was okay. I know it's very it's I kind of liked how sort of sweary it was, and I think it it obviously didn't get a lot of radio play, but if it, it, it felt effective to me. I heard Purple Hills first, then heard Purple Pills, and I thought, you know what? I like Purple Hills more. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't need all that stuff in Purple Pills. It's it, uh, it sound both of them sound amazing. Like the beat is great. Is it supposed to be funny? That's what, I, that's suppo- what I couldn't work out. And I, I, well, I think I, I've had to go to. This is supposed to be funny. Yes. Um, and it's supposed to be like a complete story because if not. Who the hell was the target audience for this? And you know, there needs to be referrals here to to some people. Yeah. At this point, I think it's meant to be funny, but I can't tell if it's meant to be like funny as in taking the piss out of these people, or funny in like, isn't it funny uh, how cool is, we are? This is our lifestyle. This is our lifestyle. Uh, yeah. It's impressive how many drug references there are. Like in, in yeah, terms actually. of like, if you're gonna if you've set an idea of like, let's write a song about drugs they've covered all bases so spectacularly here like it's it's really impressive how they've done that you may object to it you may not be a person who approves of this sort of thing and that's fair enough but I mean the, the, the quote from them is at the time most MCs rapped about selling drugs or smoking weed while D12 are happy to sample everything available <laughs> on the street or in the medicine cabinet oh um, dear yeah, my, my my official position is I'm impressed by how committed they are to the bit. Yeah, actually, that is impressive. There's a positive. Yeah. Like, they, I wonder if we if we have they tallied, have they won an award for the most very drug <laughs> that, references that could be in a one world track? Record, yeah, it could yeah. be. Um, for me, it's it actually is typically an Eminem production. It's it really is a less annoying Eminem production, and then. The only thing that they do to make a difference is they chuck a harmonica on it. And yeah. I, the harmonica is the best bloody part of it. Did it remind I mean, you of another Eminem track? Because the, the the sax, the sort of grungy sax, reminded me of Without Me. Yeah, yeah I. I'm creating a monster because nobody wants to see Marshall no more. They want shady. I'm chopped liver. Well, if you want shady, this is what I'll give you. A little bit of weed mixed with some hard liquor, some vodka. But it sounds a bit more intelligent. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. A bit more, a bit more, more friendly. Yeah. yeah, a bit, yeah, a bit less, a bit less on the, like, making an attempt to cause a reaction. Yes. It's, it's a bit more subtle. It's a bit yeah. more professional. This is very much like a 2001 track. <laughs> yeah. Very, and I think sometimes these things are important to look back and think, Jesus, this is what people have actually said. But I do, I think it's really interesting for, was this for people that really didn't feel like they had any sort of place in society? You know, people that are like, I'm, we're being silenced and all of that kind of crack and we're we're being, what's it called when you're cancelled? We're being cancelled. Mm. Is this like, uh, is this a track for people who felt cancelled because they take a lot of drugs or, you know, I don't really know. But this got me so uptight. I just really... <laughs> Even when I tr- I convinced myself this is a joke, lighten up. Uh, the the more I got through it, the less less mm. like loose I was with this. I just got really really uptight. And then I was like, right, I'm going to do it again, and I'm going to really focus on the video this time. They poke fun at a man dressed like a woman. Yeah. They poke fun at dwarfism. They poke fun at people in wheelchairs. They call women slut. You know, it's just I'm like, are, are are you helping society by drawing attention to something, or are you? You know, I can't I can't see how there's been any positive impact from this track. Mm. 
apart from making people find it way more acceptable to do a variation of drugs and <laughs> the the amount of drugs and the mix of drugs that they're suggesting. You couldn't even as call a it. qualified drugs and alcohol worker myself. Aye. Like it is shocking. Even saying, you know, I don't need water. There's something like this mix. I don't need water. There's something about not needing water. Yeah, I'm like, you know. Yeah. Jesus, so, you know, and a lot of people do die from too little or too much water. Mm. But there's, it's, it's kind of reckless. You couldn't even call it a drug cocktail, could you? It's like a drug, like a, a vat full of all sorts of different. It's, 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 it's very excessive. I don't know how to describe it. And I'm a bit like, did this need to exist? Does it need to exist? It was number two in the charts. Has it made anybody's life better apart from making people feel? <laughs> I bought purple pills and I'm listening to songs about drugs. You know, like. Has it ticked any real box for people to make people feel like they, they're contributing to the world? Like, I don't know. I listened to the Metro coming here today and it, I was I was bobbing. Oh, fuck but more, more to Purple Hills, though. I put Purple Pills okay. on and it's it's it's, it's kind of... It, 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 it's, yeah. it's, it's blunted on Purple Pills, whereas, like, Purple Hills is just a good pop track that everyone can really like. And it's, it's still objectionable. Yeah. There's still... I mean, you mentioned all of it. Like, there's still lots of stuff that's objectionable, even if it's censored. But, yeah... When I when I listened to Purple Hills first, and as I do, had genius open looking at the lyrics at the same time, realised what what's going on here? Like this isn't the this isn't the, yeah. this isn't the right thing. It's like whenever the show Snakes and Plane on TV, the Samuel L. Jackson film, of who's of course famous for saying motherfucker, um, they change his I've had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucker. They change it to I've had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. That's the TV version, and this is kind of the same as that. Right, yeah. Okay. M- musically, I really like it, though. Yeah, mu- yes, and I do think that production-wise, there is, there's a lot going for it that's good. It almost got an introduce for me, but mm. it didn't. And actually, we're quite thin in introduces this week for me. Mm. But uh, yeah, there's so many... There's so, you could take the song and you could turn it into something today that would be really successful when you get rid of them lyrics. Yeah. You know what I mean? And do we need every man and his dog on there doing it? You know, like, nah, who, who it, are it, any it, of these it's, guys? It's, it's of mixed it. quality, isn't it? I think some are better than others. Yeah. Like Eminem, Still is, Eminem is always sure. a highlight, but some of them are pretty ropey. Um, the, uh, yeah, so there's a... Which one's the one I don't In the like? video, they've got Eminem. Is he balling through a desert and a gremlin? Yeah. It looks like... Um, a, a 2001 version of the Pizza Boy from Home Alone <laughs> going to rack up in the desert and deliver desert Kevin McAllister a cheesy me, pizza. Yeah. You know, it's, I don't know. Um, yeah. So um, you're it not, doesn't, you're, doesn't make me happy. You're not a fan. No, I didn't think so. No. Um, and I don't think, and the, as much as I say it's very 2001, I do think, like, say in another 30 years' time, I don't want kids to look back to the song in 2001 but like, E! 2001 was like that it really wasn't this was still an anomaly yeah, in 2001 yeah. there was a lot of inappropriate stuff this is in a this is in a whole other ball game okay going from drugs to the strip club for Wycliffe John and Perfect Gentleman just cause she dances go go it don't make her a whole no Maxine put your retros on we go This is a follow-up to 911, and it doesn't matter, both of which have been on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And this is a goodbye from my Clef Sean. He's gone. Yeah. This is it. It's a shame. Have I mentioned the erection before? You've mentioned many erections, but which one in particular are you talking about? This was a song that famously in my life I completely misheard the lyrics, but me and my mates all agreed that where it goes, Maxine, put your red shoes on, on we're going to the disco. We swore it said, backseat with erection so hard, we're going to the disco. Like, are you that turned on by your school disco that you're in the back of the car with a, a stiffy? Or are you are you preempting that you're going to pull? And you know, like, you know, when you're young and you're a bit like, I'm going to pull tonight, you know, things maybe like, mm. the trees get a bit woodier before before the event, you know, when the, when the psychology kicks in. But, Maxine, put your red shoes on. We're going to the disco. Backseat with erection so hard. We go. You need. You need to listen to it. Maxine, put your red shoes on. We go into the disco. Maxine, put your red shoes on. Yeah. You go yeah, into. Uh, yeah. Sorry that. And I honestly. Thanks. For, yeah. And then it turns out my producer of my dance show's mum's called Maxine. So I'm. There's a lot of jokes. Yes, I'm sure. A lot of jokes. Just because she dances go go, it didn't make her a ho ho. Ho, ho, ho. No, um... Backseat with erection so hot, we're going to the disco. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is a song about Wyclef Jean basically falling in love with a stripper on the subway. Not in, this, not in the strip club. If he, like, later in the track, he yes. says, like, he, he meets her on the subway and she gives him, like, a little card and says, if you've ever fancied uh-huh. a bit of a dance or any, any, any help, I think it was the line. Uh, yeah. I think the song, actually, for me, changed my attitude to strippers because I think, mm. you know, when you're a teenager, you think strippers are sluts. Of course. That's kind of what yeah. was... That's, that's my society's head. lies yeah. and then you know I think 
I'd, I was too young at this point or hadn't watched Trading Places and Trading Places as a film. Jamie Lee Curtis, again, changes your attitude towards mm. prostitutes mm. because she's clearly doing it. To, she, she's, she's being a prostitute to get herself off her back, yeah. as she says, yeah. and it's to benefit her life. And I love that the narrative in the story, actually, we see a breakdown from a female who gets representation and gets to sing on the, the, the bridge. Yeah. Um, and she is doing it for tuition. My name is Hope, yo. I was blessed with a body that God says. Have you any idea how hard this is? I complex in 25 positions, but I only work here to pay my tuition. Yo, yeah. like, you know, good on you. It's yeah. it totally be like, actually, could you go and be a stripper? Because there was a very bad attitude, whereas now, like, people are like, hey, look at me feet, Ghana, on OnlyFans, mm-hmm. sticky feet. And, you know, it's, it's totally different now. And maybe, maybe, Maybe this track is kind of instrumental in helping that yeah. sing along. It does feel like it has potential to be like that. It's yeah. very progressive, especially for 2001, mm-hmm. especially for 2001 where things were, you know, not always the most polite towards sex workers. Mm-hmm. And like you say, yeah, these these days, it, it's a mixture of people. There's people who are doing it for the reason you've said, like tuition. There's people who are destitute and it's kind of their only option they've got. But these days, actually, you do get people who are sex workers out of choice. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and I know people will argue... Is it out of choice or are they being exploited? Or I think genuinely there are people these days who are doing it because they want to do it. And that's that's their choice yeah. and that's their positive choice. Still got to make sure we separate sex work from stripping as well because of yeah. the two Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Things. Yeah. But in this one, because I think even in Weird, have you seen, you, you'll have seen Weird the Millers. No. Film. You've not seen Where the Millers? No. Oh, shit. Um, you know, Jennifer Aniston in Where the Millers is a stripper mm. and she's fascinating because she just gives this so much intellect to the, a character that you never really, you know, people don't respect. Strippers, mm. they think that they're stupid or, you know, they've got daddy issues or something like that. Where actually, um, I have a friend who, well, not anymore, but we were friends and she was a stripper and she just did it to make money. Yeah. Like she just, she was up for it. She's actually now, I think, I think last time I knew anything about her, I think she was a burlesque dancer and she just loves she just loves doing it and I'm like right you go for it do your thing but in this production wise strings yes very good bass yes I like the pace and I like I finally like Wyclef's tone in a track Mm, and mm -hmm. I'm happy with Wyclef and this one I think is really really good but the pace of it is great like Mm -hmm. I mean in the video there's a lot of dancing and like not not stripper dancing like just regular dancing like it's a a really danceable track I found myself kind of getting quite lost in it Hope Harris is the the rapper and she she, couldn't find but you can't can't, she's, she's not online at all there's nothing there's nothing that proves she's a real thing oh. I, I, I kind of wonder where or who she is and what, what happened to her because mm-hmm. the, the rap verse is quite good yeah it's like, good it, it, it comes in at the right it, it, you know it, it contextualises the song in a really interesting way you know I think you, you do need a woman's perspective on this particular issue to like to give it some like validity and I like mm-hmm. this kind of a two two headed narrative there. This is where we ask for voice memos next week on your thoughts as two men sitting in a studio talking about yeah. girly stuff again. Please, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think it's great. I found a comment on YouTube that says, "I can honestly say that I remember being this being my favourite song when I was about five, six year old and appreciating the tune. I had no idea what I was singing about, but wow, memories." And I feel that's a lot. That's the same for everyone. You know, I was five, five at this time, and I don't remember this particularly but mm-hmm. yeah I wonder if I did hear this on the radio and just think like what's what's going on here what's a whole now yeah it's, yeah. a, it's a tune it's a big tune five year old me I, I would like have been like why is he backseat with an erection so hard <laughs> mummy what does that mean <laughs> right then so I've mentioned that Robbie was number one with two kind of drab tracks in the summer why wasn't this number one it certainly sold enough yes it sold well, over over 400,000 copies, certified gold, 22nd biggest track of the year, Scotland, number one there. It, why is it not number one in the UK? It, it makes me sense. sick. It was number three, which yep. is pretty good. Ian Vandal, Castles in the Sky. playing tennis around the side of my garden which means it must have been <laughs> what's this what's this what's the summer tennis thing called I don't know why I can't Wimbledon. remember Wimbledon Wimbledon it must have been Wimbledon where we literally stuck a couple we would each year we would stick in a couple of bamboo sticks and a bit of string and what would probably have been squash really old wooden squash rackets would come out and we'd cut the grass low and make a little court and stuff around the side of the house because we had, we had a wide side garden and just play like tennis and stuff <laughs> and I can remember me, me what who is now my brother-in-law when he was going out with my sister being like oh you really love that sand 
castles in the sky song, don't you? And I was like, oh, such a dad joke. He wasn't even joking. He was merging Wamju Project, King of My Castle, with... Sandstorm? Castles in the sky. He just merged all oh. of these things together that made no sense. He was merging, like, he was trying to be cool by knowing three dance songs mm. or four dance songs, mm. but he just, he tried and he got it <laughs> wrong. I can just remember being there, being like a teenager from Kevin and Perry, being like, oh my God, you're so embarrassing. Because <laughs> I had mates playing, t- I wasn't playing tennis by myself. You know, no. there was people there and he's coming and saying stuff sure, like that. Sure. But yeah, that really reminds me of that. At this point in Ian Van Dyle, you've got Marsha on vocals and melody. You've got Christoph, who's um, exec producer with his mate Eric. Um, I have this down as my first intro juice. Mm, well, my only intro juice, actually, of the it, week. It's, it's hard not to because yeah. it goes straight in, doesn't it? It's straight in. It doesn't build particularly. It, it kind of just goes in off the bat, big yep. beats. It's, uh-huh. uh, it's huge. This is what I needed whenever I said it was July and, so- and Robbie was doing his thing. We ne- I needed this. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. needed something like this. And this one was... In the top 10 for seven weeks. Yeah. It actually got to number 91 in the Billboard Top 100 in America. And it just was a massive summer banger for me. I raved to it. um, I went clubbing to it. I had it on in the house. It was was just absolutely everywhere for me. Um, It had a really good build. I love the keys and stuff in it. I love the BPM. um, And I, I went hard. Mm. Hard, hard, hard to this one. I actually know Christoph, who's a producer. We should, in fact, will we? Um, we should probably just should we give him a call. Well, let me check my phone and see if it goes. Be good to find out some more juice. Yeah, we'll be giving him a give okay. him a bell. Go on, hold in a second. This is we're talking. Right, we're talking international here. Um, oh shit! Right, this is Belgium. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> right, nine from outside line. Da, 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 da. Christoph, Ian Van Dahl, um, Christoph. Thanks for answering your phone. Christoph, can you take part in our podcast, please? We're doing Ian Van Dahl Castles in the Sky today. You happy to talk? Oh, yeah, of course. Why not? Why Good not? Day. It's always nice when you play a, a song <laughs> of me, you know, PRS. <laughs> we've got then um, a big week. We've just done some Robbie Williams. We've done some D12. We've done some Purple Hills and stuff like that there too. But we just want to chat to you about the process. First things first, what are you wearing? <laughs> um, actually, I'm wearing uh, my gym clothes because oh. yeah because i was i was planning to go to the gym in a bit mm. you know with the whole covid thing people are locked inside you know i'm i'm locked inside the, the studio all day mm. and uh, i just go out to the gym you know just to clear my head yeah. and i put uh, the demos i make in the studio i put it on my phone and then listen it while i i do the, the my fitness routine so I can hear what's missing or what I need to change. And when I get back to the studio, I do the changes. When you go to the gym, do you wear your sunglasses that you have on that are the famous sunglasses from the Castles in the Sky video? <laughs> we actually still make fun of the sunglasses, me and Eric, because we, we actually never wear sunglasses, but there was the idea from the director you know, the, of the video. It's like... Yeah, you have to wear sunglasses. They look cool. <laughs> okay, why not? It looks good. You know, actually, you know, actually, we we wearing practically nothing. You know, just a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. But it was actually in a in the middle of the winter in a big factory with no heating or anything, mm. and it was minus five or something. Oh, so gosh. we were actually freezing our ass off while we're doing the video. Yeah. So it had it made no sense wearing the sunglasses in minus five, <laughs> and we had to stand behind a little heater, you know, to warm up <laughs> between every scene that we did. So The sunglasses seem to be specifically for the reflection of the lighting rig that you've had because that was really like a, a big 2001 like reflection that you had. It was quite, that was quite powerful. Yeah, yeah, it was. So, it was. Sounds, like it was uh, sounds like it was nippy whenever you were in that factory. But Whenever I've been looking through at the history of some of Castles in the Sky, it seems like, so like your Wikipedia and stuff doesn't actually say about the awards that it's won. And it's whenever you start looking at Peter Lutz's stuff, you see that you beat him to most of the awards. Do you know what actual awards he's won for that track back at the time? Do you remember any of them? To be honest, the problem is with the Wikipedia, it's other people that they write in. what they want on mm-hmm. it, you know? So they try and tend to change history in their favor, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. If people would know the whole stories about everything, they would be surprised. 
to oh, be honest. My. Well, I think I think um, we'd end up in trouble considering whenever Liam walked in the studio, we were like, uh, right, let's speak to Christoph. And he realised, it's like, so Ian Van Dahl isn't actually uh, a person. I'm like, no, it was an experience. Yeah. It was a, uh, a brand. <laughs> but we don't want to get you sued or anything, so we can kind of um, stay away from, from that side of things. But yeah, but it was just really odd. Oh, no, no, it's I, no problem. <laughs> the thing is... Let's Ian get sued then, go for it. <laughs> Ian Van Dahl is actually... It's, Ian Van Dahl is actually... It needs... It's from a song... So there is a Belgium song. It's called Jan van Dahl. It's like a child song, mm. and it actually means average Joe. Uh-huh. But, you know, and what we did is instead of using Jan van Dahl, we we made it like sound cooler because you back in the days you had Niels van Gogh, Paul van Dyk, yeah. you mm. know Armin van Buren. So we were like, okay, why don't we use because Eric and I were just normal guys, and we still normal guys. Uh, with a little studio, home studio. So we're like, we're average people. So let's use the name average person as 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 our our, our project name. Hmm. So Jan van Dahl, you know, became so Jan van Dahl. Three it le- could have been words. like, a, 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 and then we changed it to Ian, you know, to make it like 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 Roald Dahl and then Ian to make it sound international and then we had the name that's it, it. could have been a Barry Van Dahl or a Gary Van Dahl or a, yeah. An, yeah it could have been anything it could have been a Scott Van Dahl or a Liam Van Dahl maybe maybe yeah. that, could that be a future project that we've inspired you so much to go and make some more <laughs> trance tracks after him the, the naughtiest Van Dahl potentially could be a way to go mm. should be good I love the BPM Castles in the Sky that like BP, is it 140 you're talking is it about 140 yeah yeah, yeah. 140 that was that was at that time the, the the speed like everything between 38 and 42 something like that yeah so. I love that that's my BPM for keeping me kind of going and I remember years ago there being like a an article about the perfect BPM for fitness is 128 and the the most iconic song for it was um Cheryl's Call My Name which was a Calvin Harris track and I was like right yeah 128 is to keep you through a one hour session I want a, a 140 five minute power session that'll kind of keep me <laughs> keep me going as well so you've talked about the yeah, hip hop side I, of things I'm, I'm honest if you're doing 128 BPM in the fitness mm-hmm. you're not sweating a lot mm. <laughs> well, I am but oh, yeah. me too yeah <laughs> <laughs> our, our gyms are all closed here Christoph we, we haven't got any gym access it's all closed for the next few weeks so yeah when we get back into the gyms in December it's going to be 110 BPM <laughs> when we get, when everybody else gets back into the gym and me and Liam still walk to McDonald's that's going to be I was trying to sound cool Scott I was trying to sound like a fit intelligent guy whenever we go to the gym we can't We like I think the, the gym me and Liam have gone to is like a pure gym we can't even get through the fucking doors that, like <laughs> we can't get into the vestibules to like sign yourself in it's a bit of a nightmare well Christoph we've got to crack on we've got another track to do and then we're going to make our decisions as to what is our episode winner um, but thank you very much for joining us on the Naughtiest Naughty Podcast. You're thank awesome. Thank you, Christoph. No problem, no problem. Thank you. Thank you to Christoph chatting to us. Uh, we've had to kind of cut that right down because we've just chatted for so long about all kinds of sneaky <laughs> things. If you want to hear the full conversation, it'll be on TNNX soon. We haven't worked out when it's going to be yet, but it'll be soon and we'll, we'll let you know on Twitter and stuff. We'll let you know here as well. But Class. it's a great chat. Really enjoyed chatting to Christoph. Thank you very much. And finally, this is so weird. Of all the tracks... NSYNC of the last track yes at number 9 straight number 9 weird weird especially for a lead single off an album too this is NSYNC and pop like Liam said this is the first single from the third studio album called Celebrity final album as well aha and pretty much a track that was what seems to be all about Justin Mm -hmm. at this point is this Mm -hmm. the clearest sign that things are about to change a little bit this for me feels like it's the most experimental track that we've had from NSYNC 100% or or, or any boy band really I think have you seen Back to the Future? Yes. Right, so there's a bit in Back to the Future too, I think it is, where they, they use the TV screens and there's adverts and stuff on the TV and they're all glitchy and mm, creepy mm. and stuff. Um, in the music video, the intro to the video is a creepy pop gargling Justin, a bit like... Actually, the pop that he drinks is a bit like Body the Elf off him. Yeah, Elf, isn't it? Elf, yeah. Um, so there is that element of it too. But yeah, Justin does a good opener in the song. We've got big production comes in in the harmonies. So what doesn't seem like it should be a different sound because it's a song called Pop, but it feels like a really strange different sound to me. Well, yeah, they, I think they've tried to make a point of it making sounding different. 
different. So this was a quote from Justin Timberlake in an interview in the last few years. He says, we put everything that is not considered pop music into that song. It's time to re-educate the new generation about what pop really is, a collection of sounds and genres. How you mix it all together is what makes pop music interesting and popular. And there is a lot of different stuff in here. You've got DJ loops, you've got scratches, mm. Justin Timberlake beatboxes, there's electro-funk stuff, heavy metal, there's a kind of Max Martin sound in there as well. And then the producer BT, he has this kind of like famed stutter edit that he does. So all these things in there, and he's trying to make a thing that sounds new. Yep. All these things are old. You can't you can't yeah. just say something's new because you've put a lot of old things together. That's my kind of that's my one nitpick with it is that they're trying to like revolutionise a sound here, but it's just nostalgic. It isn't futuristic. It's nostalgic. Yeah, and he gets but in a weird way. And better in future. What is rock your body? Yeah. That is that's how you do it. Yeah. Not the way it's done in this song. Sounds good in headphones though. Does it? It's pan left and right, so it sounds amazing in headphones. But um, yeah, it's. You mentioned that this is kind of everyone says this. This isn't just our thoughts. Everyone says this that this is a real precursor to Justin Timberlake's solo career. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. So uh, this whole album, really, like this album is the two big singles is this and Girlfriend. Girlfriend. That's the tune. Yeah. Uh, I think all three singles off this record are really big tunes, and it's like a nice way to say goodbye to NSYNC, but it is very much a way to say hello to Justin Timberlake and his solo career because yeah. this is the Justin show. The video is Justin show. The songs Justin show. Yeah. This is this is just a real manifesto for him, but also. I think a manifesto for pop music as well you know they they talk about pop music and the the i guess the song's kind of about like refusing to be classified they're refusing to be like labeled as pop but also kind of justifying it's quite defensive in, in like i guess they'll have got a lot of criticism for being a pop band yeah and like pop can be a dirty word and they even say mm-hmm. dirty pop dirty i was watching pop. a video todd in the shadows he was talking about filthy that justin timberlake did two years ago and he was like oh it isn't even filthy and he tried to say, like, dirty pop, or pop, isn't dirty. I'm like, yeah, but he isn't saying dirty as in, like, dirty, like Christina Aguilera dirty. Mm-hmm. It's like, people say pop is a dirty thing. Like, it's it's, yeah. it's not, like, as calibre as other genres, but I think here they, they prove that it is. But they're very defensive, and they feel, I guess they feel like after years and years of being criticised, they have to sort of stick the neck out and say, actually, fuck you, we're, we're, we're as good as you, Yeah, but we're just more commercial. I think this is a thing with lads, and that's why I've said before, you know, I must subconsciously always lean to women because mm. I've been brought up that pop stars are women or they're bands that have a few boys and more girls like Steps mm-hmm. you know what I mean so I'm now thinking and I'm actually really excited for the future of Justin Timberlake me too it's, it's now and yeah we've got we've got Blue and all of that kind of stuff coming but I think we might have a solo artist here who could take the end mm. of the decade oh, the title yeah. potentially yeah. Um, that, I'd have to, I haven't I can't zoom in in his songs apart from what I've just done with and all of that kind of crap yeah. but this one for me pop I don't know and I listen to that a lot you know it was on the radio loads the only bit of the song lyrically that I knew was this must be pop that's pop. that's what I know that's the only bit I could sing to yeah. won lots of awards I do think it deserves more than a number 9 um, mm. because it's gonna be me was a number 9 yeah. I think both of them deserve to be higher in the music video there is a cringe bit where it goes for the breakdown man I'm tired of singing and then <laughs> it cuts to them having a dance routine and the dance routine has some really good flashing interchangeable outfit things yeah. that happen so they dance but as they dance the outfits and costumes change it was an expensive video and that's two, good 2.5 million dollars which was it. which was for then these days the equivalent is about 3.7 million dollars is it because it seems like now technologically a kid learning to do stuff could probably pull it off with, oh, yeah. with if, if they've got the right VSTs and stuff mm-hmm. like that in their in their software they could make something really good the video does have some decks that are not plugged in and a backward scratch um, there is at least scratching in the song, though. Well, what there is, there's a bit of scratching. There's in a the tiny song. bit of scratching in the song, so that kind of it, at least it matches. Um, yeah. It's not the worst deck issue we've had, but S Club are still they're still winning the DJ. And, is, to yeah. be fair, but yeah, a, a number nine, a very strange position to be for a lead single of an album, um, and, and not just an odd, an odd track from NSYNC. Mm, I agree. Six tracks this week. I. Should we, should we just discount Robbie straight away? I feel like neither, <laughs> neither, of, us, neither of us are going to go to that place, are we? Let's face no, it. No. no. So, Robbie aside, that leaves four tracks. A uh, contender's pot, I think it'll be quite small for you, but I can figure out what's going to be in there. Scott, hit me with it. What's your contenders and what is your episode winner? I feel weird that we have a week where we have an NSYNC track and it's not even a contender for me. Mm, Isn't that strange? That, that yeah. notion's quite strange. I know. 
I could easily go to an I could I could easily go to an episode winner and not even put anything else in my pot. A one and done. But I'm just will, will I do a one and done? Up to you. You did a one and done and then backtrack yeah. next week. <laughs> I made it a four after that. Yeah. I'm right. So in my pot, I'm going to put backseat with erection so hard. Why clash on? Purple gentleman is getting my runner up position this week. Just cause she dances, go, go. It don't make her a whole no. Backseat put your erections on hard. Purple gentleman. Purple gentleman. Did I say purple gentleman? Did I? <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, D12 in, in there the, somewhere. In the back seat with erection so hard. Have you seen my purple gentleman? <laughs> uh, and let's move on to my intro juice. Oh, as no, the don't, episode don't, winner. Don't. This is a clear winner, and it's not because we just called him and he's come on the podcast. My clear by miles episode winner this week is Ian Vandal, Castles in the Sky. Pure banging jam! What a shock! The uh, the the nation goes. What really? I, well, I thought whenever I saw the list, I thought, oh, Ensing, Ensing's going to take it this week, and because I, I could hear the tune. And then when I've listened to it again, I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty unenthused by it. But Ian Vandal wasn't my obvious winner for me when I saw the list of oh, tracks. Really? You no, know, it was. It was. It was definitely always going to be a contender yes. because of the way it lights me up. Yeah. But I, I wasn't convinced it was going to be a winner. Never mind that far in advance. But it is by miles ahead. Okay, we'll, right. we'll find out if the by miles winner for this week can beat Lady Marmalade. Interesting. Very so Liam, what's your contenders part and what's your episode winner? Okay. Mm. Might go for three. <laughs> oh no! Might okay. go for three. You're going to... Mm. Oh, you've bopped on the bloody Metro to one, haven't you? And you're going to like... Yeah. Shit. Right, I'm not putting an NSYNC pop. I think it's really impressive how they've at least attempted to make something that stands out uh-huh. it does stand out I don't think it's as revolutionary as they think it is it's interesting no. though it's interesting yeah. so that's not going in I am going to put in Wyclef Sean Perfect Gentleman just cause she dances go go it don't make her a whole no backseat put your retros on we go into the disco I'm also going to put in <laughs> Ian Vandal Castles in the Sky oh shit Winner this week no. is gonna be no. Purple Hill no. Purple Purple Hills. No. I'm making the distinction here. Purple Hills. I've been so many places, I've seen so many faces, but nothing compares to these blue and yellow purple hills. I've climbed the highest mountain, once or twice but who's counting, but nothing compares to these blue and yellow purple hills. Is it really? Yeah. Liam. It's it's the, it's the track that I jammed to most this week. No. I do object to no. bits of it, but I think Purple Hills on the whole is, is I, I don't know, I, I just like it. I think I, I, I want to like Eminem in some way and this 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 so is, disappointed I know I knew you would be I knew you so would disappointed. be You're, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna message your mum I'm gonna that's, tell Christine that's, I'm sure she's fine with it Mm-mm. yeah and I, I knew it was gonna be controversial but I do I do like Purple Hills Purple Pills I can do without because it's just it's, it is yeah. too much okay. but again I'm sort of impressed by how much it is okay. I do like I do like when people put their neck out and make something extravagant and they have they've successfully if you, if you go on their mission statement you know if you're applying for a job They've ticked all the box criteria of make you know make a drug song. They've done it. Yeah. Whether, whether you like the fact it's a drug song or not, they've done it. Okay. I mean, I've still got a list of lyrics here that are all despicable. I would rather but... listen to Pfizer tell me a rap song about how they've made this vaccine that's supposed to be coming. You know what I mean? That'd be class. Yeah, it would be good. That would be really yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting to them. Um, yeah. Sorry about that, but that's that's how I feel. Damn. Castles in the sky is a tune, but. Oh, no, that, that, it, it does sound weird when I say it like that, but yeah, no. Purple Hills, not okay. Purple Pills. I wish I could give you a hug because I feel like you need a hug. <laughs> Something's gone wrong in society if we're if we're here. When, right. when, when we when, when we've had the vaccine and stuff, and we can all hug again. You, is the first thing you do going to be like, "What are you doing? <laughs> this is are you for okay? Purple Hills." <laughs> cool. Right, however, right, right. Then, so you've got a choice now. You've got Lady Marmalade and Ian Vandal. This could be interesting. Yeah. Let's hit you with a drone. 
So we have said that Ian Van Dahl Castles in the Sky is miles ahead, and that's because it's a thin week, and it's a week that sent you, Scotty. Um, mm-hmm. As much as Ian Van Dahl's a jam, I'm still, I'm still on a different jam right now. Um, I'm keeping on Lady Marmalade as my series winner. That's fair enough. That's fine. But Van Dahl deserves the credit, and I like get the insight. Uh, and I'd like to hear more. You'll you will hear more of that chat on the podcast very soon. Yes, and we're about to find out what Liam's series winner is. And if Liam chooses D12 as a series winner, <laughs> we're stopping the session. We're deleting it. I'm giving him a hug and risking everything anyway. But like, right, Roger Sanchez, another chance <laughs> versus D12, Purple Hills. Yeah, hit me. I'll do you a pure shows next if you want, because I know we'll push for time. Okay. Um, Roger Sanchez, another chance. Yay! Next. So it's there you great, go. Great, 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 There's great. No, no suspense needed, really. Yeah, thank I feel, you so I feel bad for choosing it, but it's not going to be a okay. serious one. But thank you so much to everybody who's been part of it across the week. Tamsin Robson on Facebook said, used to dance to heaven as a halfpipe all the time at Cuba Cuba, best rock club in Newcastle ever. Did you ever get a chance to go? No, actually, no. Mm. No. Me neither. <laughs> Wasn't enough. And uh, Pickadisc on Twitter says, while I'm not a dance music fan, really, bar a few mainstream hits, I do really like Another Chance, but it's OPM for me. I love that song. But how did that influence the votes of the poll, which we do every every week? Uh, Wheatus, bottom, was 20.4%. And then a two-way tie in second, Roger Sanchez yeah. and OPM, which made... Surprisingly, in some ways, but probably probably the biggest artist in the list, so it kind of makes sense. Gorillas, thirty four point seven percent with nineteen two thousand. As always, get your favourites into us on our poll, uh, which starts on Saturday and runs till Tuesday. Naughty zero zero pod on Twitter. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, TNN Pod, and Naughty zero zero pod at gmail.com for your emails and your voice notes. But next time on the Naughty Snorty, we'll have another Grammy winner from U2 and the third and final top ten for everyone's favourite thong enthusiast, Cisco. <laughs> There'll be a hello goodbye for a German trance duo, Cosmic Gate, and over in Girl Band Corner, Atomic Kitten and Destiny's Child battle it out for number eins. Ooh, and after having dried off after their liquid dreams, ugh, O-Town are back, hopefully behaving themselves this time. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs>